Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Bills Mafia, Fernando Chimuji com mais um Leading the Charge via Buffalo Rumblings e hoje uma satisfação enorme, né, velho? Inacreditável poder contar com a lenda Steve Johnson comigo, então vou trocar uma ideia com ele em inglês aqui, aproveitar cada minuto, né? E aí depois a gente volta para o português e eu vou, vou traduzir algumas coisas do que nós falamos para o pessoal que não conseguiu aproveitar. Quem já consegue aproveitar aí o inglês, né? Pode curtir à vontade aí. Essa, essa entrevista, uma satisfação poder trazer o Steve para falar com a gente aqui, em especial com a gente aqui do Brasil né, e, e da América Latina, mas também, óbvio, a galera de Buffalo vai estar tá conectada e vai estar tá participando. What's up, Steve? Thank you so much for, for taking your time to be with us here today. Welcome to Buffalo Rumblings, man. Yeah, thanks, Fernando, man. Appreciate you reaching out and uh, us being able to connect. connect. Absolutely. Very, very excited to have you and Uh, as I told you uh, off screen, I was really like, oh, no way it's going to happen. But if Stevie can be here, it's going to be awesome because he was one of my favorite all-time Bills players. And, and now you're here talking to Brazilian people and I can't wait to, to make the connection with uh, you with Brazilian Bills Mafia. And my first question for you. Uh, were you aware of the Bills Mafia down here in Brazil or people from Brazil following the Bills that closely? You have a lot of fans down here, man. A lot of 13 jerseys back in the day and still nowadays, you know. And so were you aware about the, the people here being that that fanatic about the Bills and following so closely? Yeah, you know what? Um, actually, actually, I, I did know a little bit about it. I didn't know how strong it was. You know, but um, I didn't know how strong the support was, you know, back in the day because we wasn't we wasn't really like the playoff team that they would that they are now. Um, but I knew there was support, you know, um, yeah. now it's just like it's like unbelievable, you know. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, making my way out that way and, uh, and, and connecting on another level with them, just like I do out here in um, in Buffalo, New York or in the States. Absolutely. And so. Uh, just so you can be aware, here in Brazil, we are really, really loyal, you know, man. When you have a fan base here, they are really loyal. And most of us became Bills fans in the 90s, obviously, right, as young ch uh, children. My yeah. first football game I ever watched was one of the Super Bowls. So I quickly connected to the Charging Buffalo logo and the colors as a young kid. And I was like, okay, that's my team. Nice. And then the tough times started and... and <laughs> But we stayed loyal. So you, Fred, Kyle, those guys are really 
uh, we, you, you really have a great fan base down here and, and we love you and all you did for, for our team. And so really yeah. appreciate it. And that's why it's so special to have you here today. Thank you. Look, I feel the same way listening to that because loyalty is what I was all about. You know, I could have left and went elsewhere, but I wanted to stay devoted and loyal to that fan base and to that community to try to get us over the hump, do all I can. And to hear that and now having us on together, it, it was meant to be, you know, so I'm, 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 proud of, I'm proud of us for continuing the charge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and talking about that, uh, you've been there in the, you, you were the legend of the game, I think, against the Packers last season, right? And yeah. you are always uh, following the team. How close are you to today's team? How, follow, how close you follow it? I remember you had the White Soul Series podcast few years back right you yeah. so how yeah. close you follow them yeah i mean I'm, i'm always involved you know me being a diehard you know um i felt like i gave gave everything i could you know um to that to that organization and and that's that's my that's my crowd that's my family right there um so i try to stay as tapped in as i can with the guys nowadays um through little messages through inspirational things um and then on, on outside of that with the community You know, we always have events. You know, I'm, I'm I'm out there in the community. Like, like if I was in Brazil, you know, I'll always be in the community just to just to have that connection from the same connection that I had when I was a kid. I was watching those the, the players on on TV. Like, man, Terrell Owens. I'm watching him yeah. do dances and stuff. Like, I want to want to actually meet him. And then I happen to be in the same receiver room with him. You know, so that's kind of cool. And I would like to provide that to other people around the world, you know, so that, that's that's basically why I stay connected with with that community, because I know they love me a lot out there. So I just want to uh, let them know that I got it right back for them. No doubt. No doubt. And it's fun that you mentioned Terrell Owens, because one of the questions that I read prepared for you was really about that. Uh, recently, the Bills have been linked to to DeAndre Hopkins and it's cooled off a little bit, but we don't know. The draft is still ahead of us maybe it still happened and some people are are uh, are worried about like oh okay you have dips you have hopkins and how about for younger guys like keep davis and and Khalil shakir and, and guys like that uh since you mentioned to and you were at, at a young age you were teammates with with to and other guys like lee evans yeah. uh, how was it to 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 be a young rookie, you were a seventh round pick. You weren't like a, a guy who everybody was expecting to become what you became. So that's even a, a bigger reason you are such a fun favorite. And how was it to have those guys at early young uh, at your early days in the NFL as a mentor and as mentors for you guys? You could see just not playing but practicing every day and how they they handle the business, as you say, right? So. Yeah. How was it for you? It, it was it was everything. It meant everything to me, like especially as a kid that that loved to practice. So to see someone else actually practicing and seeing not only just someone else, but someone that you looked up to and that, that you've seen on television, um, that you've heard a lot about when it comes to Lee Evans and Roscoe Parrish's and uh, Josh Reed's, it's like, um, dang, these guys actually have practice and they competing with first rounders to undrafted guys, one on ones, yeah. no matter if it's cold, if it was too hot. And it's like, man, they, like they got it's another level, you know. So it was yeah. great to to be able to see and be a part of because when it was my time, you know, I was doing the same thing for the guys that was coming in for me, 
you know, and it could have been mm -hmm. it could go a lot of different ways, you know, hearing stories about other guys and other friends that I had um, in the NFL on other teams. Like it wasn't always like that, you know what I mean? It, and I was feel like I was blessed to be in that position with um, with guys like like that who I had, you know, um, I, only thing that was missing was having those big winning seasons, man. Like that's the only thing that was missing for me. And, and it was just just right there, man. It was right there. Yeah, absolutely. I remember 2011, I think, that fast start, right? And yeah. the team was clicking the win against New England and, unfortunately, so many injuries. Uh, do you feel that was the year that you were closer to, to finally breaking that drought and, and being able to, to move into the playoffs until those injuries hit hard at the team? Man, you know what? I'm not even gonna lie. Like I felt like every year was that year. Yeah, it's gonna be this one that we go that we go break the drought. Like yeah, it's, it's destined because like everywhere I went, I did something. Like I had something to you know to flip and 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 have people believe in. But like I couldn't I couldn't get that goal. That's why I just so I be thinking about that all the time. Like I just couldn't get break the drought for the for, uh, yeah. mafia, man. But man, you know, but it is what it is. Man, you can be sure. Like I, I literally. Uh, I literally uh, cried when we finally break the drought, and but the main reason I I wasn't I was really happy when that happened. But when I saw Kyle hugging his boys, you know that image, that what made me cry. And and yeah. you can be sure we we talked about we talked about you about Fred about we wish that you guys were there too. And, yeah. and I think Kyle kind of represented you in that situation, indeed. you know? Indeed. Indeed. Definitely did, man. But through and through, man, whenever the Mafia win, we all win. So, you Absolutely. know, I'm, I'm proud to see the boys get out there. You know, hopefully everything stays smooth with uh, health-wise. And um, and then, you know, we can go for that, attack that, that Lombardi trophy. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the next step everybody wants, man. Uh, Sada is here. So much love always for you. Claudio, Claudio is a guy from Peru, actually, and he can't believe Angelo is always here. João is always with me here, live, talking deals, and he's a big-time fan. He he has your your jersey. He's a, wow. a huge fan, all right? And, man, to, to own a jersey here in Brazil, it's really tough because it's crazy expensive. Like my wow. Williams jersey, my mom needed to, 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 okay, call my sister to... Uh, to make some money so they yeah. could, could buy it because the taxes and to Look, the importation yeah. it's crazy i got i got to get out there man cuz what Shitty i what cloud, here, sorry what, what we do out here like i i have all my gear my handle bits have fun my wife some serious things my bills jerseys i bring it with me and then we just create we have fun with the community awesome. engagements man so I'm look, I'm looking forward to connecting and getting out that and getting out your way and, and being Yeah, hopefully one day you can come to Brazil and and maybe have one of those here. It would be yeah. awesome and no well, doubt, no doubt. I actually I actually run an academy, you know, a mentorship for, you know, athletes and entrepreneurs of all ages and, uh, yeah. and we teach them things on and off the field um and then teach them how to be involved in the community. I think that'd be something good we can bring uh, our exposure academy out to Brazil and have one out there for the um, athletes. Absolutely. Talk a little bit more about your Exposure Academy, the work you do there. You, I think you'll be in Buffalo soon next week and maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, talk a little bit yeah. about it. Yeah. So what our Exposure Academies is, is basically a business that I've, I've created for transitional athletes. You know, the guys that's, that's just now about to come out the league that don't really have much to do. And mm -hmm. there's a, there's a time where 
you know, when we leave our, we leave the league, we have a schedule that's packed every hour. We have something to do. And once you retire, like that whole schedule is gone. Like the, the yeah. show is, you know, so what I've done was created something to where they can still be involved in teaching the generations beyond them um, the, the life on and off the field, you know, getting them prepared with how to take care of themselves, how to um, how to cook, how to clean your, your apartments uh, appropriately, you know, how to um, manage your accounts, you know, how, awesome. how to, you know, how to how to, um, you know, prepare on the field. You know, yeah. we go through like a week long pro program and um, we set up in different destinations. Last year we was in Sacramento, California, and this year we'll be in Buffalo. And uh, we're looking to bring it, um, you know, international and, and taking it to Brazil if we can. And that'll be something that'll be huge because we just want to expand our our, men our mentorship, basically, because it's not only physical, yeah. it's, it's the mentality. You got to have the mentality. You know, Absolutely. the talent only gets you so far, even when you get to the pros, you still got to have that mentality to understand there's levels. There's always levels. You can't be complacent. And um, that's one thing that that drives a lot of us. Um, and not only in the sports world, but elsewhere, like with you in the podcast, the things that you're doing, that's breaking boundaries. You know, who would have expected, you know, to be connected with the guys over at the, at the rumblings and, and cover one, you know, yeah. that, that's huge platforms and you're in the middle of it, you know, and mm -hmm. that needs to be seen. So we have athletes that don't always make it to the pros, but we teach them how to have their own platform, how to um, become um, professionals in other lanes, you know, so mm -hmm. that's what we're about making the world better. Every, every chance that we can, every destination we can get to. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. VAN29.com. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, uh, when we were younger, maybe it was even more difficult to have this kind of people helping us and this kind of programs exactly. uh, being run. So it's so important nowadays and it can help in so many ways. It's yeah. really awesome. Really awesome. It, it kind of shows with the with the league also. Like, like you remember how I used to run routes? It used mm -hmm. to be you know, but nowadays yeah. you see how it, everybody's kind of running the routes like that, you know, yeah. so, so it's, 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 it's good to see that's the evolution of the game. And, and while we, while we're in it, let's attack it. Let's, let's attack every opportunity that we can, you know, while we can. Yeah, yeah. man, that's uh, exactly the biggest question. The first question, man, we told me that you would be for, you would participate here. The first question that I had written down, like I need to ask it to him was about the route running because you were so famous about the 
the creative route running and it was innovative back in the day. Like you said, nowadays it's more common. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious to ask you, how did it start? Because as I told you, I, I, I'm a former professional player too in soccer. And as a journeyman back in the day, I, I was in, in both situations, like coming to a team as a, the guy, okay, you got to solve my problems. You're going to be the guy. So in this situation, the coaches listen more to you. They, they, they want your, your opinion on subjects, right? And in other situations, when you come as a backup guy, a guy who's part just uh, filling a roster, and you're going to work your ass off so you can have a, a, a shot, you know, and nobody cares what, what do you think about positioning or, or you got to do what the coaches tell you to do, right? So yes. you, you came into the league as a seventh-round pick. How did it start for you to, to, to run the, the, the routes in different ways, to incorporate basketball moves and, and to make uh, coaches listen to you and allow you to try your thing? Because I guess as a seventh-round guy, a lot of coaches were, come on, kid, do the thing the way I'm telling you to do so because otherwise you're going to be on a roster for long. So how was it? Exactly, exactly. That's, man, well, well put. You know, and it, and it comes down to the mentality first off. You know, not only just the skill, because like like we said, and we know from if you're the guy, you got the skills. If you're just a roster spot, you still got the skills, though. But yeah. you got to be able to manage your mentality to be able to play that role, you know, as the guy and everything that comes with it. And then as the as the guy who's filling in the spots. And and when I when I was the guy that was just filling in the spots, um, of course, the coaches wasn't listening to me. And then uh, and then on top of me running routes, not how he's teaching us, uh -huh. he's really not listening to me. So at that point, my mindset had to flip to, OK, I'm not satisfied. I'm not trying to satisfy or please my coach, this, this guy. I'm just yeah. trying to put my my skill set on film and show that I can get separation. So then they'll be forced to put me in, you know, um, mm -hmm. It still didn't work. That that still didn't work because <laughs> I didn't understand the business at the time. Like it don't. Sometimes it don't matter if you got the skill. You know, it's they picked this guy at at first second round, so they invested money in him. So you're you're really just sitting here basically. Um, yeah. But but what helped me was the training camps. You know, when we had the 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 training camps that was open to the public, I did everything I could to dominate and show like the crowd and the fans that man, this dude is for real. Like, what's going on? I want them to start talking to me. And uh, um, uh, what they call it, the rumblings? It was like the, you know. Yeah, but for rumblings. Yeah, like the rumbling things. The, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and once I started hearing, like, my name start buzzing, uh, it was because of the moves that I was doing, like the basketball moves that I was integrating yeah. into the route running. And, and as I was getting my confidence from them, I started hearing my own teammates, my – the. Uh, the first round guys, the veterans saying like, hey, man, that's Stevie, that kid right there off the line, this and that. And then yeah. that just be like, oh, man, I can I can do it in this league, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, um, I got I was covering. Oh, no, Leotis McKelvin was covering. Yeah. Yeah. And first round pick. Yeah. So. Yeah. First round pick. Man, fast. He was on, on you. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was, it, he, he was all over me. So I was like, man, OK. I'm not gonna run regular routes no more again, no more um, at practice at all because yeah. I, I ain't gonna be able to survive. So I started yeah. doing my thing, and and man, my space was just it was just crazy. So I just kept doing it and kept doing it, and I still wasn't getting recognition from the coaches. But <laughs> um, 
you know, it just kept working. And all of a sudden now I'm being told to, hey, come come fly out here and come train this person and do this and that. Yeah. So it was pretty yeah. cool, man, getting it from the mud and um, seeing it elevate to where it is now. And man, just like you said, when the players start to recognize it inside the roster and and, and the veterans and guys like that, the coaches are forced to to start looking at you because the players know they are playing there every snap and every practice and they are looking at you doing your stuff and like, come on, this kid is really not going to get his shot doing what right. he's doing, right? So it's so important. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Drayton Florence uh, was a guy who you mentioned yeah. as a guy who helped you to understand how the cornerbacks played. And, yeah. and yes. So Drayton was, was great for... Um, me identifying the differences that 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 certain cornerbacks tendencies are, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. like with, with Drayton, Drayton was a very savvy cornerback who he wasn't uh, technical. He'll line up in different uh, locations, maybe uh, staggered or he'll start walking away from you and end up ball. High. You know, he was real different. And he was telling me how to how to, um, you know, beat different type of DB. So mm -hmm. Drayton was great with. Um, With, with like the film study and, and things like that. The moves already had the moves, but mm -hmm. when to use the moves and, and, and how and why and how to, you know, finesse my stances and everything. Yeah. He kind of helped put the sauce on, on, on everything. And, you know, the game slowed down even more. So that's how, that's another thing that we teach. You got to be able to, you know, communicate with your teammates the appropriate ways and don't be too prideful to, you know, ask for, how did you know this? Or, You know, what made you do this when that happened? You know, or having lunch mm -hmm. lunch uh, meetings. Like um, me and Stefan Gilmore used to always have meetings at lunch. You know, uh -huh. to talk about uh, why you did this. Why why would I do that? And this and that. And and it works. It, it, it counts towards something. And that's what we try to teach within our exposure academies also to our student athletes, you know, when they coming up. Because a lot of kids, a lot of kids, they, they have a lot of success and most won't want to, wouldn't want to listen to you until, yeah until it's too late you know when they run into that that playoff team that's been training just like you've been training or you yeah. know what i'm saying so then, yeah, yeah sure I didn't, too late you know so i've incorporated this this exposure academy to get in tune with these kids directly you know in a more intimate and personal way yeah awesome really awesome man yeah um still talking about about guys in back in the day uh in the rosters we were part of uh Like you said, those teams couldn't break the wall and, and break the drought. But I feel like there were a lot of talented guys on, the, on those teams. I remember uh, reading Peter King, Monday morning quarterback back in the day, still at Sports Illustrated. And, yeah, and one of those training camps, he was like, okay, Donald Jones is, is the next big thing at wide receiver. The guy's killing it at, at practices and look out. That's a big season for him, things like that. Uh, if If you would name somebody that really maybe didn't became didn't become what you became like a, a legend for the Bills and put everything up together, but who would you name a guy who maybe in a different situation if something happened differently could have uh, became a big star for the Bills and had the talent just for some reason couldn't put it together? Um, dang, a name that popped up is as you said that was Thad Lewis. He was oh. a quarterback. I don't know. Yeah. He, but he uh he came in and we we also drafted EJ Manuel that year. Yeah. And EJ was EJ was good also. EJ, I just felt like EJ was thrown into the fire. 
you know, he was forced yeah. into the fire, you know. Uh-huh. And Thad came in, he could he he was he was a good a backup and he could have helped them through that season, you know. Um yeah. but he, he I guess he wasn't what you know that coaching staff wanted at the time. And um but I think he had that, his moments, right? He had his games, he had yeah, his he moments. Had, he had a, he yeah. had a, but I, I think he had more time, you know. Mm-hmm. I think and it would have been better for even EJ, you know, to extend awesome. his years, his career there. Um, maybe, maybe even Fitzpatrick, another yeah. that one that last season, I think would have been good to have EJ behind Fitz and Thad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you know, and then groom that in um, with mm-hmm. uh, we had Robert Woods and 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 we had Marquise Goodwin. You yeah. know, I think it would have it would it would have been sweet. You know what I'm saying? But you know, things happen how they did. But those names would, would be one I would say Fitz. Awesome. That, here in, in um, uh, Thad Lewis. Awesome, awesome. Talking about today's bills, Stevie, looking at uh, everybody's talking about draft now, and, and as a, as we had the conversation before about the Andrew Hopkins maybe being the conversation, uh, a lot of people want uh, a new wide receiver maybe in round one. Uh, how do you see today's bills wide receiver room with Diggs, obviously, at the top? Gabe Davis had his shot was wide receiver too. Some people... Uh, we're down here because of drops and things like that. Uh, then we have Shakir showing some potential. I think he's practicing with Eric Moulds, it seems, preparing yeah. for next season. Um, yeah. Deontay Hardy was added now. Sherfield was added. Uh, how do you see the, today's room? Do you think it's good enough? Do you think it would be nice to add Hopkins to draft a guy round one? How do you trust this room right now? Uh, I, I think they're fine. I think they can hold their own. You know, I, I think they definitely yeah. got their own because it's not mainly about just the room. It, it's about all of the rooms. You know, we've seen that our receivers can take it the distance. You know, uh, I, when I say mm-hmm. that, I mean throughout the season. But when yeah. you get to the playoffs, you know, it's a chess game now. It's a, it, mm-hmm. You know, you need more than just an elite uh, r- uh, uh, receiving court. You know, you, sometimes you go have to have a, a big running game or mm-hmm. uh, something else, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel comfortable with our guys. And I also feel comfortable with adding guys. I think mm-hmm. depth is the big thing in the league nowadays. Um, with all the work that the guys is putting in with their bodies, um, I think we need depth. And I don't think it's too late to pick up somebody even even once be, beginning of the season, maybe. You know, who, who mm-hmm. knows? You mm-hmm. know, um, adding players I don't think is, is, a, is a bad thing. I was even thinking this back when I was – uh, playing like yeah, let's add more players. Why not try to get more players? Why are we saving money? You know, it was t- it was kind yeah. of that mindset back then. Like, why are mm-hmm. we getting rid of Lee Evans? Keep him. Keep me. Keep yeah. Him. But um, you know, it's not comp- it's not a bad competition. It's good for the team. And then injuries are going to happen. That's why I don't, I don't even like giving predictions on our team no more, because especially after last year, like man, we, like the 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 staff they. They did everything they can to, to get a closer because we wanted to get a closer. They went and got Von Miller. Yeah. And then the injury happened. You know, it's like, man, yeah. what can we do? You know, so it is what it is right now. Yeah, I, and that's exactly how I talked back in the day. Like, okay, they're going to draft Sammy Watkins. Keep Stevie. Come on. Exactly. Imagine Stevie and Sammy. Come on. Exactly. And then Robert Woods. And uh, no, then trade Stevie to draft Sammy and you stay in the kind of the same place. I was yeah, like, come on. It was crazy. It was crazy to me. And that was that was unreal. That was unreal. Like we could have it, it don't it don't matter, but that was just that was just wild to me that you get rid of players when you can even have an option to keep them, you know. And they even help the transition, like like uh we were talking about. 
they uh, they had Lee Evans when you came in, and yeah. you would be huge for for Sammy when he came in, no doubt. So uh, not only on the field, but as a mentor also, and and exactly becoming a professional and things like that. So right, really, so, really so crazy. Yeah, it, but that that kind of brings me back to what I was uh, going to get to is. Like, whoever we bring in, I don't think it's because another player didn't do as good, you know. Our players mm -hmm. are good. Even our young guys, we believe in them. But when we talk about Eop or, um, or or anyone else, it's just to, just to keep the roster uh, depth strong, you know. That, that's about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. And looking at the draft, Stevie, uh, how, how do you see this draft class? Some people say... It's not really a, a top-notch wide receiver class with top-tier uh, top talent, maybe, and maybe a deeper class. How do you see this class? Are there any guys out there that you really think can come in and, and be huge contrib uh, contributors early on for the Bills? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of these guys, they have like built it in the like you know big numbers like those but but all of these guys got, you know all these guys got the ability to to fill a role and to, to um help a team out of organization out um guys in specific that i've watched i've only watched a few and you know a couple of them came but they're and um i watched marvin harrison jr um mm -hmm. and his and his boys um around that Uh, Ohio State. Yeah. I've seen a, uh, a kid, Zay Flowers, Boston College. Yeah. Boston College, yeah. But, you know, it's like I can go down the list on these guys. It's something It's something different that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of them with it, but, you know, the numbers are super high. But, like, I think for our Got it. Got it. We have some people also making questions, asking questions here. And Rodrigo is always participating with us and he's proud to receive you here today. Thank you for coming. Just saying how much we appreciate you. And Leo Carneiro, okay, he's always with us too. And he asked about your opinion about uh, how Diggs has dealt with social media recently, all the, the cryptics uh, tweets and all this... this this talk about Diggs uh, wanting out and everybody who knows a little bit of cap and how it works knows that it's impossible to, to trade Diggs right now. So how do you see all this behavior, even going back to the playoff games when he, he was really frustrated and, and, and there are reports he wanted to, to go away before the coaches addressed the team in the locker room. How do you see his behavior? I see it as a competitor, you know, it's a competitor. He's, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't look too heavy into the social media posts, you know, because it, it, so many things, it's not necessarily valid in the sense of he's only giving you what he wants, you, you know what I'm saying? What he wants you to see. Yeah. Yeah. So like, don't, I wouldn't really look too much into it. Just look at how competitive he, he is when, when that, uh, once the clock starts, you know? Um, once the once that DB line up in front of him, you know, once it's time to practice with with Josh and the boys, like he's yeah. there, you know that that's all I see. Everything else, you know, but you know, move on and go play with your brother because that's something that 
pretty cool. Beyond look, just our love for our Bills Mafia, can you imagine play with your brother? You know, so you know we we in a time where like, like what LeBron did bring, bring um, players together like that. Like we in a time for it. If I could do it, I, I would have done it like that too. Howard. <laughs> okay. It is what it is. Hopefully, we get uh, Diggs, I mean, Trayvon over to us, though, instead of. Yeah, that. absolutely. <laughs> it, it's no doubt. Also, it's just, it's just fun. That's the fun part of it. It's the fun part of it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Gabriel asks about uh, what the kind of wide receiver do you think the Bills need right now? Because, okay, we have like, okay, Diggs is the clear number one. Gabe Davis has been used more as a deep, uh, deep threat by. by Dorsey going always deep. All of his targets are down the field, and uh, we 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 didn't lose, but we choose to move on without Mackenzie, who who tried to kind of became the slot guy. But now we have Shakir still on the fold, and and Deontay Hardy, maybe the guy who was brought in uh, uh, to to do what Mackenzie was doing. What the kind? For example, we have. Uh, Quentin Johnston on the draft that is a bigger guy. And, and then we have uh, Zay Flowers, as you said, that's smaller, but our round guy. Do you see they needing a specific kind of guy or or do you think there yeah. is space for everybody to contribute? I think I think we look for... Um, I think we have an, another one to complement Knox. Um, a guy that's that's not necessarily a tight end, you know, but he's a, he's a hybrid. You know, he's maybe yeah. six five. He he can go in the box. He can line up close at like that S position. Maybe get a chip, but still able to to uh, have enough ability to uh, be shifty and, and and have an extra pocket for Josh. Mm. You know, um, someone who can get the safety's attention or that outside linebacker's attention. Um, so that we can run it up the middle uh, real quick, or to get over top with um, with Diggs or um, or or Gabe on the other side, and still have Knox, you know, doing his his thing underneath or 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 medium to deep routes. You know, I, I think we go out there one of those guys instead of even, you know, thinking about receiver too much. Um, unless somebody fits our our profile, what we really need, we can always find a guy. And like like you you stated already, we got guys that can that can fill a role and make those those catches and those plays as we seen Khalil make in big times when he had his opportunity. So um yeah. yeah on that side of it a hybrid tight end flex tight end. Yeah awesome awesome that's really interesting. I think it would be really good for this offense to have a different kind of target for Josh and, and even uh strengthening the running game with one more guy being able to line in the box right uh my time is running out unfortunately and I don't want us to take too much of your time. So to close this, to close this out, Stevie, you're absolutely uh, a top wide receiver in Bills history, right? I would like to know your top five Bills wide receivers in the history right now. There is a, a T-shirt, a 26 uh, T-shirt that used to have you, Andre. Molds and Lee Evans, I think that's an awesome T-shirt. I would love to have one. Unfortunately, I don't have. Yeah, but got our 26 shirts. Yes, <laughs> they are awesome. They're red and the guys, yeah. So if they want to send one my way, I would love it. Yeah, <laughs> shoot hey, or oh, shoot. Exactly. That, that's what I say. Shoot or shoot every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, what's your top five Bills wide receivers in history? I'm going to anticipate and tell you that you are on my list, absolutely. For me, it's it's Modes number one, and mm -hmm. people don't agree with me because of Andre, but I was too young, and I so when I started really understanding the game, Modes was the guy, and he's the number one for me. But you are in my top five, absolutely, okay? And the guys, I can't really rank, but it's like Modes, Andre... And then you, Diggs, and, and Sammy Watkins, because I think when healthy, he was really awesome. Uh -huh. But what's your top your top five? Yeah, my five is, like I said, is the original squad. Or our, our squad, I got Modes, I got Reed, then I got Lee, and I got okay. myself. And I oh, got, Lee got to be there. Oh, my God, I forgot I got, Lee. I, got, I, did, I got Diggs, and I got myself in there. That's what awesome, I awesome. Yeah, I'm going Diggs I, and myself. Man, put put those guys on the field and let Josh cook. My goodness, it's oh Super Bowl guarantee. Yeah. Don't you have some snaps on you still? Because it would be awesome, man. Yeah, I, I can still catch a few first downs. Put me in the red zone. I'm a red zone killer. You can still yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Stevie, thank you so much for for being here, taking your time, man. It was a a blast, and I still can't believe I I could share this time with you and Bills Mafia here in Brazil. I'm I'm sure everybody loved it. And the the doors here at Leading the Charge will always be open for you. I Thank really appreciate all you've you've done for the Bills and, and really appreciate, man. Thank you, man. Hey, more to come. I'll be seeing you soon. I'll be seeing you soon. Absolutely. Uh, 26 shirts for, for, for you. Yeah, thank you so much. 